Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be life purpose. The only way out is through. So I've got four emails to go through with you today, and these are four different guys that are kind of in various stages of struggling with their purpose or they're wrestling with career decisions and are kind of just not sure what to do. And obviously with the coronavirus and the lockdowns, a lot of people around the world have had a lot of time to sit at home and think about what they really want in life. And I've also noticed it in my phone sessions. I've got a lot more people lately that want help with their career and their purpose. And the thing that always gets in the way with all of them is how they perceive themselves, the story that they tell themselves, and getting things mixed up that they love with things that they just like. Because if you're trying to come up with a list of things you really love and enjoy to be the focus of your personal life and your professional life, you got to make sure that everything that you put on that list is something you're absolutely passionate about. Because if you start including things on there that you just like, it's going to take you in the wrong direction and it's going to be incredibly frustrating and take a lot longer to figure out what it is you really want to do in life or maybe you already knew what you want to do in life but now things have changed as you've been doing it for a period of time. So this is a great – this will be a great video for you guys that are kind of struggling. But at the end of the day, if you're in a situation and you just – you got to get this part of your life right. So I highly recommend those of you who feel like you're struggling, you're hit the wall or you just want to be sure, go to understandrelationships.com, click the products tab and book a coaching session so I can help walk you through it. Because now at 50, I've been living this. I've been following my heart, my curiosity, my intuition and when I got to a point where the internal enthusiasm was gone for whether it was a job or a business I had. I knew I needed to make a change and not only that, I actually made the change and I did it pretty quickly. And if you haven't read my second book, Mastering Yourself, you can read it for free at understandingrelationships.com. I highly encourage you to do that because I really go in a nitty gritty detail of everything I went through on how I got to where I am today and what and how I decided what was right for me. So with that said, I got a quote that I wrote and then we're going to jump into the first guy's email. And the quote says, we work hardest at things we love and enjoy. Loving what you do causes you to obsess over it and put in the extra time required to become exceptional at it. When you become exceptional at doing things you love and enjoy, other people will notice. Exceptional people create their own luck because opportunities find them due to the fact they are better at their job than all others who simply like their job or do it because it pays the bills. Accomplishing your grandest goals and dreams is a process that is the result of a life's work that lights you up on the inside with a fire to succeed. In professional sports, the best players are the ones who are the most obsessed with improving and outperforming their peers despite the fact everyone they compete against has talent. Learning to trust your intuition, heart, and curiosity, and most importantly, acting upon them is what enables you to accomplish your purpose and reach your full potential. This really is an art. It's not an exact science. It's not like flipping on a light switch and then everything's just going to magically line up for you. Oftentimes, you have to try things. You have to experience things to see how you like it. It's just like dating that hot girl you've always wanted to date. Once you actually start going out with her and getting to know what she's like on her good days and her bad days, 
that fantasy of what you thought she was tends to dissipate. And it's the same thing with work. So let's go through the first email. It says, hi, Coach Corey. I'm 21 from Vancouver, Canada. I'm in my last semester of college. I'm doing full-time studies. I'm running my own business and I'm working full-time. I wanted to see if I can gain some of your wisdom about stress and task management and if you had any experiences you'd like to share. Well, obviously, definitely read Mastering Yourself, which is free to read if you subscribe to the newsletter on my website at understandingrelationships.com. The important thing to matter, and I say this over and over and over again, and I pretty much say it every single time I'm, I'm helping somebody with their purpose, is that inaction breeds fear and doubt. Taking action breeds confidence and courage. Sitting around twiddling your thumbs and being idle is not good because it puts, you help, it puts you in a fearful state and then it causes you to doubt and question yourself and not feel good. And in order to feel good, you've got to be busy taking action. And what I've noticed over the course of my life is usually 15, 20 minutes into doing something, when you force yourself to do something, when you're like repulsed by it and you absolutely, say you have to do homework and you really don't want to do it, the first 15, 20 minutes are usually the roughest part and then you, 30 minutes later, you, you're just totally lost in what you're doing. And because you're taking action, your perception changes. So get busy taking action if you don't feel good. The other thing is doing things that you love and you enjoy, that you're, that you're passionate about. That it's going to feel like playing when you involve yourself in them. And so that will help. That's why it's so critically important to make sure when you've made your list of all the things that you love and enjoy in life – that the things that are on your list are things that you're passionate about because when you get that part right, now you've got you, – in other words, you've got to know what you want and then you've got to know why you want it. It's those emotion compelling reasons why you want something is why you'll sleep on your dad's couch for four years or you'll take that shitty part-time job that you don't want to do because it enables you to have more control over your schedule and to focus on what you really want. Sometimes you got to do something you hate in order to do things you love. You know, I took seven years to graduate college, not because I'm a fucking doctor, but because I hated school and I was already working in my career. And I was, what got me through college was the fact that, at least in my degree at the time, construction management, that was going to help me earn about an additional $10,000 a year versus somebody that went into the same field and had no college background. And if I had stayed in that as a lifelong career, it would have helped me advance my career path because at the end of the day, somebody that's willing to go to college and suffer through it and get the degree, well, they're willing to, in other words, they suffer for something longer than somebody that just goes and starts working. And the, and the reality is in the real world, you have a degree, especially in something like engineering that's a complicated subject versus somebody that just works their way up, if you got the degree, you're going to get the opportunity. But that's not the case, especially with all these bullshit fucking degrees that are out there with gender studies and race studies and all these fucking things that aren't going to enable you to actually do anything worthwhile to add value to society. If you're going to college, you should only be going to college because it's going to get you a job that's going to pay you very well. He says, having this workload in addition to the pandemic 
and maintaining a small apartment with no support and a dirty roommate puts me in survival mode 24-7. Anything that you can do to add peace and ease and delight to your life is a great way to go about it. Maybe getting a different roommate, maybe getting a little efficiency apartment, maybe getting a part-time job so you don't have to have a roommate. Something simple like that instead of coming home and being pissed off that your roommate's a fucking slob. I mean when I was in college, when I was away at University of Florida, I had a guy that you – know, we were four of us in uh, basically a two-bedroom apartment and we all shared rooms. And the guy that I w- was rooming with, he was kind of a fucking dirtbag and his, you know, he had some learning disabilities and he was babied by his mommy and daddy. They did everything for him. And so he didn't wash his sheets. I remember it's like it got smelling so bad that dude went three, four months without washing his sleep sheets i finally just shamed his ass into washing them because it was fucking gross but things like that and that sucks having a deal so i can relate to having a roommate who is a slob because i had one that was just fucking absolute pig pen it was gross all of his sheets and his pillow were just oily and greasy it was disgusting and it's the stench was horrible it was like sleeping with a homeless person it was brutal living with a homeless person i should say he says, it's a double-edged sword because I have money and I can work from home. I have a business in what I love. I'm becoming a master in my field, which is music. I built this lifestyle with the best of intentions for myself. Sometimes I forget I'm only 21. Yeah, dude, get used to it. Sometimes life just fucking sucks. And sometimes it sucks for extended periods of time. I mean, that's just the way it's going to be. Say you got a great girlfriend and you're happy and then she gets pregnant those last few months before... The baby comes, maybe she's got some complications and your sex life goes out the window. It's like sometimes life shit just happens, you know. You're going to have to learn to deal with it. But suffering is part of life. You're never not going to suffer. It's not going to be all sunshine and roses. You're not going to get to a place where you're just successful and you sit on a beach somewhere and you meditate and you're in a constant state of bliss. That's reality. Problems are a sign of life. Problems are a sign that you got shit to work on and you got shit to improve. He said, I had to man up at a young age and take care of myself. And just to be honest, I suffered from anxiety, OCD, depression, and hypochondria for years from an abusive and chaotic household. I sought help and committed to a change and have grown out of most of it. Well, good for you, dude. You recognize you had a problem and you solved it. That's what high achievers do. They recognize that there's a knowledge gap or something they need to get better at and they just make it happen. But it seems like lately my life is a chaotic shit show that is allowing some of these old limiting beliefs to resurface. I call that refinement. In other words, you're refining your ability to deal with stressful things. So in other words, it's just like working out. So you built some emotional muscle to deal with stress. You got through that stressful period, things are going well for a while, and then stress comes back. Well, you refine your ability to deal with that. And the, the reality is you being 21, as you grow, you take on more responsibility, whether it's in your work or maybe you have your own business someday. The challenges that you're dealing with today are a joke to keep, can, when you compare them to the ones you're dealing with in 10 years. They're going to be bigger and they're going to be harder. But as you go through life, you get challenged more and more and that builds your capacity to overcome these things. Just remember, it's a process. Success is a process. Commit to taking the action you need to take right now because that process of taking 
action will eventually get you to where you want to be. That's why it's so critically important. Even when you feel like shit, got to take action and move yourself forward. He says, the only way out is through, so I just thought that perhaps you could give me and others something to keep in mind while on this rocky journey toward financial freedom and life mastery. And even when you do really well, one of my closest friends, he's been retired for 20 years. He's lost half his net worth about four times now over the course of his life, especially with the thing with the coronavirus. I know that all the stocks that I bought early in the year, I got fucking just pummeled. Now, I haven't sold them, but one of the companies that I invested in was already in a precarious position in a turnaround effort. It was really going in the right direction. And now that company might be filing bankruptcy. So it fucking happens. That's life. Live and learn. Sometimes your best laid plans doesn't matter. Shit's going to happen. That's life. Get over it. Nobody cares. We all have fucking problems. You have problems. I have problems. And you know what? There's people out there when they see that you got problems, they're fucking glad that you have them. And that's why you just got to pursue. And I should say pursue your dreams without exception. So let's go to the second email. This was from a YouTube commenter on the video that I don't like what I do professionally. He says, Coach, I don't truly love anything. I get passionate about things in waves. I will be inspired for months or a year, but then poof, it's gone. I'm currently going to school to become a network administrator and simultaneously pursuing a network security degree while working full time. I've always been passionate about computers. That's the important thing. I've always been passionate about computers you should highlight that but at the halfway point of this program i'm noticing i'm already getting tired of it there seems to be nothing i love i also just turned 30 so i'm going to school later in life what do i do well just because you're currently working a job see here's the important thing and i go into detail in mastering yourself about this is that I worked a lot of different jobs for especially in the different contractors when I was in the construction industry and I was just trying to gain experience and learn how to be to build so when I eventually started buying and fixing and selling real estate I knew what to do I knew how to I knew how to build but the important thing is is that every contractor I worked at I was excited for a period of time and then when I kind of feel like I had vacuumed up all the knowledge that I can gain from the people I was working from, my enthusiasm just like fucking evaporated. And I got to the point where I hated going to work. What well, didn't mean I hated the construction industry. I just hated what I was doing in that particular job and got to the point where I wasn't enjoying working with those particular group of people anymore because I needed to grow. I wanted more. I was hungry. And so I moved on. And I like what you're doing. You're bouncing around to different things here computers is the one thing and if you and i were doing a phone session we could really drill down on all the other things that you're passionate about but the key here is you're not really enjoying your what you're doing currently for work maybe in your program maybe there's some kind of a specialty you could switch to the point being is that every time you learn something and you develop your talents you develop what, as Scott, Scott Adams says, your talent stack. So we know you have a passion for computers, but we don't necessarily know what specialty you want to go into. And so that's why it's so important to go after the things you're curious about and you have intuition. If your overall degree is going to help you get multiple potential jobs and multiple 
potential career paths in computers, that's fine. Again, like I said, I fucking hated college. I loved the construction industry, but I didn't love going to college, and that's why it took me seven years. Because when I would get burned up, I'd just take a semester off, I would work, and then after the semester, or towards the end of the semester, I felt like I needed to get back in class. So I'd go back to school the next semester, take two or three classes. I didn't want to stress myself out because I had a busy social life. Plus, I had the bartending job in the weekends, and I was school, going to school full time. And on top of that, I was working in the construction industry. So it's important to recognize when you, something's not fun and then be looking, what, what else can I learn? Where can I go? Talk to the people that you work for. There's, you know, maybe there's other jobs, other opportunities in that company to learn something you don't know that you're curious about. And if there is no opportunity, just like I found in the different general contractors, because they each tended to specialize in different parts of the industry, I'd go work for somebody where I could do things that was still in the industry but a specialty that the other companies didn't offer and that's what you have to do. The important thing in all this is when the passion's gone, you need to make a fucking change. Most people go wrong because they don't make a change because they get comfortable, they got bills to pay, they're earning a steady paycheck, whatever it happens to be. So let's go to the third guy's email. It says, hey coach, last fall I made a decision that sort of upended my life and in the process brought me to you. I'm a, a P, physics PhD student but I decided that I wanted to drop out after I got my master's and go do something new. This decision to go somewhere new and try something new brought a great deal of stress and ultimately ended my relationship at the time. That's how I found you. I don't know how I ended up in grad school for physics. I like science but I was never really passionate about being a scientist. I studied it to challenge myself, maybe even to prove to myself. But I think I stayed in it because I was too afraid to start a real career. And that's what a lot of people do. Remember, fear of success, fear of failure, fear that we're not enough, fear that we don't have what it takes, fear that we won't be loved and accepted by our friends, family, or peer group. This is something that all of us have a problem with. What you resist persists and what you look at disappears. In other words, if you're too afraid to start a real career, then you need to get out and start working. It doesn't mean you've got to stay in that job for the rest of your life, but it needs, means you need to get out there and experience the real world because you can always go back to school and continue your education if need be. I don't know what I wanted to do, so staying in school was sort of safe and I convinced myself that a postgraduate degree in physics would look good enough on my resume to go along with it. I mean at the end of the day, who cares about how good it looks on your resume? If it's not going to help you get a great paying job doing something you're excited about, how valuable is it really? You can hang a nice picture on the wall and go, oh yeah, it's my degree. It's a sense of accomplishment. But college degrees should be part of what's going to help you get that dream career that you want. And if a college degree is not necessary, then why waste your money and especially some of you that are going into debt? It's just not a good way to go. After deciding to move on from physics, I thought maybe I should go to law school. Well, you should only go to law school if you really want to be a fucking lawyer. Well, after a lot of applications, too many rejections, and plenty of time to reflect, I'm starting to think that maybe this too was an effort to stay in school and avoid starting a real career as well as to attain some superficial status by attending a fancy school instead of finding actual fulfilling work. 
I've been afraid to make a career decision because I'm still not sure what I want to do and I'm afraid of getting stuck in the wrong career. Again, if the job sucks, you can quit and go do something else once you've lined up a different job. You're kind of suffering from the paralysis of analysis. I've taken steps to find what I enjoy. I made a list of the things I like and find rewarding. Well, it shouldn't be things that you like. It should be things that you love. But I haven't hit upon anything concrete. Is fear keeping me from finding what I actually want to do? I would say you're using fear as the excuse to do nothing. Inaction breeds fear and doubt. Taking action breeds confidence and courage. So you're afraid and therefore you avoid it and you do nothing. Don't be afraid to go out and work. The reality is you're going to go work at jobs and they might be cool for a little bit. But after a while you're like, this sucks. I need to do something else. And when you recognize that, just like I said earlier, that's when it's time for you to move on and try something else. Or I have just not had enough life experience to yet know what I'm truly passionate about. Yeah, because as you get busy working in things, you see opportunities. Like me, working in the construction industry and then eventually getting in the buy, fix, and sell industry. And once I was flipping foreclosure properties, I got a little bored with that. And then I started – it didn't mean that I hated real estate or hated the industry I was in. I started looking for something. What else is exciting? What else is compelling in this industry that I can do? I thought, wow, we got a mortgage lender license. We were licensed real estate brokers and we've got great people working for us. Let's go and get into general real estate mortgages because I know I can do it better than the rest of these schmucks that are doing it. And we fucking did. And I built a great fucking company with amazing people and we kicked ass and eventually we became one of the largest in the state. All because I saw an opportunity, all because it was in the things I was passionate about. So a career is not one thing, one label that's going to stay that way. You can specialize in pretty much any career. You go into the military, there's a gazillion different careers you can specialize into. You go into the medical field, there's a shit ton of things you can specialize in the medical field or the construction industry for that matter. There's all types of, types of different construction and subcon construction that you can go into. Like I said, you got to work at something to know whether you really like it at because just like dating that hot girl you really want to date after you date her for a while or you worked that job for a while that you thought was amazing, eventually you might get bored. You might realize, I want something else. I want to be challenged in another way. And then you got to seek that opportunity and go make it happen. I know I'm capable of success, but I feel like fear, fear of failure is keeping me from finding my purpose. Definitely get out and start working. And if you're still struggling, if you've got things in your list or things you like versus love, then I would highly recommend you book a coaching session with yours truly because I know they're expensive, but you get this part of your life properly correct and you get your list correct, that's going to take you – now you get your roadmap to build your life around. That is so critically important. Go to understandingrelationships.com, click the products tab and book a coaching session with yours truly. Also, Mastering Yourself, read it for free at understandingrelationships.com. All you got to do is subscribe to the newsletter. The whole path that I followed is in there. Learn from my mistakes. Learn from what I did because it works. Eventually, you follow the path that's in my book, your life is going to be the same way. And it's way better than how most people live their lives. So let's go to the fourth email. It says, hey, Coach Wayne, I have a hard decision in my life to make. I'm 22 
and I just graduated from college today. My family owns a large manufacturing business that does well. I've been proposed two options for my family to take within the business. The first option is to work in sales and make around forty a $40,000 salary with no commission but live wherever I want. Or take a senior executive position and make hundred grand or more but I live back home in a town of 4,000 people, no stoplights and I'm not very content with the town. I feel almost that I need to take the senior executive role as I am next in line for my family's business, but I don't want to regret not getting out of my hometown and going where I want. I also feel it would be fine, hard to find a wife and settle with a family here. At the same time, I could invest so much money off that $100,000 salary or more into somewhere and be very well off by the time I'm 35. I would love to hear your thoughts. They would mean the world to me. Well. So here's the way I look at it. You got an op, you got an entry level opportunity in the family business. One pays you a hundred grand, keeps you in a city you don't want to be in. Another pays you forty grand, and you can live anywhere. So the reality is, if it was me, I mean, just from what you wrote, you don't want to live in a small town. You like the cash. But again, you shouldn't chase things because of the money. You should chase things because it's exciting. So if you can make 40 grand a year in sales and live anywhere, then go live somewhere that's really exciting, really compelling and see how you like it. Because if you don't have to live anywhere, if you know you sign a six-month lease or maybe you do Airbnb and check it out, check out the nightlife, check out the scene, check, check out the social scene. If it sucks, guess what? You could move. I would highly recommend, especially in this environment now with the coronavirus thing, that there's you could probably get a lot of Airbnbs for pretty fucking cheap compared to what there normally is when there's lots of people competing for them. So go live, make a list of all the places, the top five places that you'd want to live and work, and go live there and work there. Because the reality is, once you get your feet wet and you learn the basics of being in sales from your family, well, I mean, let's look at it this way. I've used this analogy before. If you're going to sell a product, say you're going to sell boats. You can sell a $50,000 boat, open bow boat that's, you know, lots of families will have and pull behind their car. Or you can sell half a million dollar yachts. Now, granted, you're going to have fewer people that can afford the half a million dollar yacht versus the $50,000 boat. But the commission pay, you're going to make a lot more on the yacht and you're going to deal with a higher class of buyer dealing in yacht sales. So if you're going to be in sales, you want to maximize your income. Obviously, in this case, you're not on commission, but who cares? This is an entry-level job. It allows you to get the fuck out of your city. you got a stable salary that pays your work. You can live anywhere. Go live and find some place to live. Find the town where you want to live and where you want to raise your family doesn't mean you got to work for your family the rest of your life, especially once you have some experience under your belt. Find a job that pays you more than your family's willing to pay you. Use the negotiation tactics that are in my book to negotiate a better salary from your family or a commission type of job from your family down the road. And if they don't want to give it to you, get a job and an opportunity that will pay you that. All that stuff is detailed in mastering yourself. And if you're still stuck, then book a coaching session with yours truly. Go to understandrelationships.com, click the products tab, top your screen on any page. And until next time, I will talk to you soon. <laughs>